This is our Christmas podcast. We decided to do a Christmas special. Jingle bells, everybody. Christmas special. Hope you enjoyed the music that I dubbed onto the top of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so we're going to have backing music when we... We're going to have backing okay. music with this okay. one, but we just don't know it yet. Okay, cool. So uh, welcome to this version of the uh, of this, this uh, technology podcast from uh, myself, Justin, and Mark. Hello. Co-host. It's just the two of us today. And... Um, if you want to contact the show, it'd be lovely. It'd be hope- hopefully one day somebody will contact us. I keep saying it. It would be good, wouldn't it? I yeah. keep giving out just my email one. address, we, even we, if it was we, just somebody spamming me. We need to give an award or prize of some some description. Can we do that? I can do it like if, if it's awesome. We're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, we'll send you a gift yeah, if you contact you the podcast about something. Either on either either on emailing me at justin.wallin at cisco.com or uh, tweeting me at Justin Wallen. There this you is, go. This so is we thought we'd podcast. me and Mark had a, had another production meeting. Apparently, we do do them, uh, which is generally over a phone call. <laughs> and um, we thought, do you know what? We this is our coming up to our, our first year anniversary. And uh, because we started doing this, we started we did record the first one back in December last year and uh, released it in January uh, this year. So uh, we're coming up to our year anniversary, and we thought, do you know what? Let's have a look back at the year. It's Christmas. Uh, hopefully we'll get this out in the month of December. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have to be Cause, quick because we do have a b- bit of a lag. No, no, we'll get this out as an extra special one. Mm. And uh, we thought we'd go back and look back at the year, and because it is that time of year, we start thinking about you mean your life, and I'm getting older, and it's coming into the new it's year. A nostalgia podcast. Oh, it's a nostalgia, nostalgia like, podcast. We need to be in sepia toned. What is in sepia toned mean? Not in sepia. Sepia toned. Old photographs, man. Oh. No? It's just weird. You don't know what CPU... Okay. No, I don't. Up. You're using okay. big words. You're using the certification that <laughs> okay. you've got that I don't have, so right. stop it. <laughs> so we thought we'd have a, um, a look back at time. Mm. Look back in time and think about uh, uh, all the things that we enjoyed this year. And, and, and just call it the highlights of the podcast, really. And because we've done quite a few. You mean we've done... We've done... Oh. Well over 20. 20. Over 20 well podcasts. Over 20. Yeah, there's over 20, I think. Well, it should now. be, yeah, because we were trying to bank... Bang them out every, every two weeks, weeks yeah. we're trying to do. And then we get some extra ones in there as well. And um, so the thing, I tell you, the one thing I definitely will say about this year mm-hmm. on the podcast front um, is security has been, been high on the agenda. I wonder why that's been. Because you're indoctrinating me. That's, that's the idea. It is terrible. Subliminal. I don't think it's subliminal. It's no, blatantly it's obvious. obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was really good. I mean, it's, it's the one thing. And, and the one thing, big thing from a Cisco perspective is security has been... This in, year, yeah. the last 18 months or so has been huge for security. For and us. the interesting thing as well from that, though, from a market perspective or from when you look at, you look at everything, I mean, um, every week there is a headline mm-hmm. security breach yep. in some major organization. Yep, there is. And, and that's just the ones they know about. So that's the thing about this year about security has become. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, the big the big honchos at Cisco know what's going on, don't they? No, obviously. But yeah, but the the bit from a, a me being a networking guy mm. is the that drive of security and the network coming together. Yeah, it's just not something that. Um, connects you mean a security appliance or a security thing is not something that just connects to the network it's built into there as well yeah. so we talk about like from the acquisitions that we made last year from stealth watch yeah that's a real big one for us and, yeah. and you mean it, it's starting to sort of get a bit of traction in the market in the sense of of uh people talking about it at the same time as talking about the network yeah i think i think the two 
certainly, I mean, I've been doing security here for 15 years Too or so. Too long. A really long time. And, and and you're right, it was always a bolt-on, and, and people perceived it as a bolt-on. And we sold products that were bolt-ons, and, and, it, and it has been the last 18 months where we've really tried to, I think, make it a bit more embedded and a bit more native with the network conversation because it is it is core to it and and things like the network as a sensor and network as an enforcer podcast that we did earlier in the year uh with ollie um i i think we're really you know trying to bring some of that goodness out that that sort of begins yeah yeah isn't it yeah and the interesting thing though i think is the language you use just it maybe doesn't quite thank you for squeaking (laughs) your chair chair. that's the squeakiest chair you ever find um but from that perspective of uh you mean we, the language of you like network as a sensor, network as yeah. enforcer. You mean it, yeah. it, it doesn't quite sort of. I think it's, it, I don't say don't want to say the M word now, but a bit more marketing-y. But yeah, I think yeah, they don't yeah. sort of get what it is. So, but yeah. I, I, you mean that that is a huge piece mm. of about, about how policy is coming onto the network, and you see other other vendors are out there talking about the same sort of thing. Yeah. But having the the, the you. Policy enforcement. I think a lot of people mm. talk a bit more from the data center side of things. Yeah, I, I I think that's probably where some of that policy conversation has probably happened. Yeah. You know, when you look at the automation orchestration side of data centers, I think that's possibly driven that policy-led conversation a little bit more heavily than than in the the broader enterprise network. And in fact, if you look at if you look at where things like security group tagging um, and some of the network as an enforcer elements where they were born they were yeah. born in data center switching oh were they yeah so they were next to 7000 features when they first came out and they've sort of then grown into the network yeah, into the yeah. wider infrastructure um so in a way i think that's possibly why that's that's embedded within there yeah but it's been it's been really interesting mm. and the other thing, you mean some popular podcasts for us mm. as well was the uh, the Wi-Fi best practice where it was joined yeah. by Jason Tarlow, who's one of my uh, uh, compadres. Is that another one I wasn't on? That, that was definitely one you didn't attend. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because, yeah, we were talking about Wi-Fi because you weren't interested. I think we hadn't properly formally joined together no, then. We hadn't, no, we hadn't properly... Uh, I hadn't been recruited. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Wi-Fi best practice went down really mm. well from, from the amount of downloads that we had of it, which is, uh, and if anybody else hasn't listened to it, it's a really good listen because you've basically got two of our top uh, Wi-Fi guys in Cisco uh, in the UK. I'm sure there are other top Wi-Fi guys <laughs> out there, uh, so I don't offend anybody. Um, but they, they shared about all the best practices, yeah, both from the, the, the radio side of things, and that's something that I, as an old... Um, radio engineer uh, always you never always seems to get overlooked mm. but it's something that's never changed you mean Wi-Fi has got faster but you still have to make sure it's secure but mm-hmm. also understand the fundamentals between the access point and the and the and the device you're connecting to whether it's your iPhone or whatever mm-hmm. um, is not really changed not so you've change. got to understand the radio bit as well which was really good from those guys um, Iwan was interesting you were at that one I was at the IWAN one. The IWAN was, uh, and I think IWAN is, I, I think it's a really interesting and potentially quite disruptive technology. And I, and I haven't quite seen, yeah, you know, there's a lot of interesting conversations going on about it. And you can, you know, there's, there's some real clear benefits that it can be in both in terms of cost savings and um, and some of the flexibility that, that IWAN delivers. Um, but I haven't quite seen it take off. In, yeah, in I think a lot yet. of people are looking at it, and yeah. and I think the cost savings are there. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's quite, a, and it allows customers to really shop around. Yeah. As in, two things. I mean, do they want to take that on themselves? As in, do I want to run my own wide area network? Yeah. Uh, because the technology is there, it's simpler to manage and simpler to run. Yeah. Um, you've got that linkage into our SDN. Um, mm-hmm 
technology with the mm-hmm. APIC, so it's the application policy infrastructure controller, Ooh, wow. dash enterprise module. <laughs> but in there, they've got the SDR, RSD1 yeah. um, application built into that. So people can start to very quickly automate and, and make that simpler. Mm. And also allow other new partners into the market. Mm. I mean, not just the traditional SP partners who yeah. would be the no, the normal sort of place where this sort of technology would go. To actually anybody can go. Well, do you know what? I can go and buy a circuit with it. Hopefully, you I mean with the with the reliability of the internet now, and the speeds that you're getting, and the cost and the and the low prices uh, compared to things such as MPLS. Mm-hmm. You've got that flexibility yeah. and you go do you know yeah. what if i'm a and, and it's interesting it's sort of a bit of both isn't it am i risk averse maybe not so mm. risk averse i mean the internet could be an option but it's also an option to start to do like a hybrid approach yeah but to your point though mm. everyone's still sort of looking at it and poking yeah. it a bit and yeah so. and I, I, I wonder whether that's just one of those classic industry cycle things that and and until people are out of contract with their mpls services or out of contract with whatever it is they've currently got as a wide area infrastructure kind of kind of have to wait until you're then looking for that next yeah. next generation WAN replacement so it's it's like a lot of technologies you've got to you've got to hit that cycle haven't you you've got to hit yeah. that point in time where people are looking to refresh um you know a year ago people were talking about SD-WAN and IWAN but it probably wasn't ready for the mainstream I think if you're rolling forward now it, it's a much more viable yeah, and, option and, I mean and we, we're going to do this later on in the podcast but we are going to look forward to what's going on in 2017 yeah. and I think I one is one of those ones that's going to carry on rolling. I think over. so, yeah. As well as the network stuff, but the network security piece, I think it's sort of happening now. People, are, you mean you can start turning? Customers yeah. have been turning those things on. Yeah. But I think it's it's I one is still one that's just going to keep happen. It's going to so. keep rolling, yeah. and it's going to see gather more momentum when the. I don't know. You mean is it when the customers? Like you say, when they come to the come their to contract, refresh, yeah, refresh and refresh. go, do you know what? I need to go away and look at it, and then yeah. sort of you get braver ones. Yeah, and and you mean when I, I you mean, will they see the cost benefits or the of doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, you mean that's that's interesting. I think yeah. so. That was a really good one. Yeah. Um, but I think you mean one of my top podcasts that I really enjoyed was was the ransomware Ooh, one. Oh, it was actually because you did mine. phone me up. You, pardon? It was one of mine. <laughs> good. <laughs> it's, got, it's a good thing. Fully enough, because it should be because it's about security. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, but it was really good because you phoned me up about that and said, look, we need to do this one really, really yeah, quick because yeah. it's really topical. Yeah. And funnily enough, that must have been done maybe six months ago yeah, now. Yeah, maybe. And but, it's yeah. still in the headlines. In it, fact, it's got more in the headlines. Yeah, yeah gosh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's fundamentally because it's working. The bad guys are so successful at it. Um, and, and, the, and the volume of money that's being generated from the ransomware campaigns is so high. Yeah. Because weren't you estimating like thirty billion? Or was it thirty no, million? Uh, well, so so I think Talos, our security uh, organisation, um, they um, they predicted. I'm sure that that ransomware will hit a billion dollars of revenue generated. That's like one. Um, that's like a good business a unit. I mean, that's, that's a huge. big business on I mean, its own, isn't it? And, and then they're organised as well, aren't they? Oh, so hugely organised. So, so pl- yeah, there's a lot of money to be made in it. And I think whilst there's still money to be made in it. People are going to continue to invest in evolving the ransomware, the, the malware itself, the actual malware variants, look at more sophisticated ways of getting in your machines uh, to get it to spread, to get me, make sure people actually click through and, and pay the pay the ransoms. And whilst there's opportunity, people are going to make hay. Yeah, and, and th- that was where, you mean, and, uh, we're, we're, and I think we've talked about it before in when mm-hmm. we've done other podcasts about where, where you talked about people policy and process. Yeah. Our three-legged donkey. Our three-legged donkey. I don't even know how we got there. Three-legged Christmas donkey. Now, yeah, Christmas donkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, 
So that that's the thing of, of it's still down to people though, isn't it? You've got to look at it. And I, and I tweeted yeah. not so long ago and said, "I oh, use the top seven things to be aware of." Mm. And and one of the, and, and it annoyed me because it was further down the list yeah. um, of this 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 uh, blog that had been put out mm-hmm. there uh, was. If it looks suspicious, don't click on it. I'm going, well, that should be number one. Yeah. Because that's yeah. a people thing. Yeah. Yeah. You mean, I, you know, you can't protect everybody and you can't from, from yeah. every situation and they're very good. You know, they can be very convincing. But if you're expecting, you mean, like, I got an email from, you mean, I even got an internal email yeah. and I went, this, even this looks odd yeah. and suspicious. Yeah. It just didn't look quite right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, and we do that ourselves, don't we? We, yeah, we ourselves, test ourselves. We yeah, test ourselves. And a lot see of how many people that. open it, don't yeah, they? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I mean, the thing that's going into 2017 mm. is it's going to keep coming. It's going to. It's not going away. You mean it, it, that's the thing. It's quite difficult when we were thinking about what we're going to do for this podcast. Yeah. We did want to do something Christmassy, yeah. and and we we put some jingle bells at the start yeah, of the podcast, yeah. and and looking into next year. But there's so many things that are just going to roll over. Right. The, yeah, as 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 does in life anyway. Yeah. But you're just going like, oh, I ran ransomware network. Yeah. You mean those sort of attacks isn't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And you've got to start yeah. doing something about it. And you mean, if you yeah. want to know more about it, go and have a listen. Have another listen to that podcast because it was it was a really good one because you did call out some top things. So what were the top things that you'd call yeah. out? I mean, I mean, the thing just is, to remind them. the thing about ransomware is that uh, clearly the in the way in which the the infection happens in the first place is is one of the things you've got to watch out for. So oftentimes it's people clicking on links and so on and so forth. The difficulty now is that some of the more sophisticated variants are um, spreading without you having to click. And without having to go to a malicious website, that's so, even worse, though, which isn't is, it? Which is, which is uh, to a lot of people, quite a scary thought, and, and actually is often something they they don't even know. Um, you know, they, they believe they've got to have clicked on a link or clicked on an attachment to actually get infected with ransomware, uh, and the reality is, is that's not actually the case these days. Um, so, to me, the, the big things are are backups. Um, you know, making sure you back up your data and make sure those backups are protected. Because um, there have been variants of ransomware that have that have gone out and tried to find your your backups um, and encrypt them first. Because mm-hmm. again, the the attackers know that that that, um, that that's how people are getting around things. Um, you know, secondly, making sure things are up to date, patching. You know, the, the kind of basic cyber hygiene, patching, um, uh, making sure you're using the most the, the most up to date versions yeah. of, of uh, especially um, web browsers and and Flash and Java and these kind of things because they're typically quite highly exploited. Um, you know, once you've done both of those, then you've probably done That's most of the That's sort of like an end-user thing, though, isn't it? You I, mean, but also, you've got to look at your web security. Yeah, I mean, in terms email of how security. Do you li- yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to kind of look at how do you limit these things coming in, then, you know, we would talk about email and web security, email and web content filtering, so being able to block the hmm. the malware and the spam coming into your your environment in the first place. And then in terms of more, more in-depth things, then you've got things like Cisco Advanced Malware Protection or AMP, which does... Um, uh, really looks at the endpoint, uh, looks at files coming into the organisation, looks at their disposition. So they're, you know, are they are they benign or are they malignant? Are they going to do bad things or are they, mm. are they not? And, and and sort of tries to provide that very quick frontline defence of of malware executing on the endpoint. So there's a whole bunch of tools and techniques, but the primary things, a lot of it is down to the basic cyber hygiene. If you get that right, the rest is then on top of the cyber oh, right, hygiene okay. things. Um, that's so, brilliant. There you go. It's like the ransomware podcast in, in 30 seconds. Well, we could have done that in the first place. Then, Maybe we? we could have done, yeah. yeah All right, okay. Yeah. Instead of go. so much wittering on. Um, you know, the other one was really good that went down. Obviously, this year, we uh, introduced a, 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 a new contributor to the podcast, mm. uh, Dr. Alison Vincent. 
Make Hello, sure Doctor you call Allison. her Dr. Alison Vincent. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Um, she, she joined us a couple of times. First time she talked about smart cities. She did, yeah. And that was the interesting thing, is that that two-mile stretch into Manchester yeah. is about, was it 25 different company yeah, organisations yeah, 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 are working yeah, together on it? So yeah, I think yeah. it goes to show that, you mean, smart cities is, is a, isn't, a, isn't mm. as simple or straightforward, and it does take a lot of coordination and working yeah. together. Yeah. There are benefits from it. It's huge. But it's... It's not just big, wasn't it? It wasn't, didn't, look, didn't sound like it was straightforward to me. No, and, and they're not, because um, uh, <coughs> a colleague of mine, Stu, Stu Higgins. Who Hello, you know, Stu. Hi, Stu, um, if he listens. Um, you better do. So, so Stu was saying, I think he often talks about it, well, smart cities are complicated because cities are complicated. Yeah. And, and I think once you realise that, then you realise some of the complexity. So no, I think I think smart cities is a really interesting conversation. And, and again, it's one of those that's going to roll forward into 2017 because... These aren't things that move quickly. Um, no, you know the the level of investment, the level of complexity is is quite high. But there's there's a pretty high return, I think, in some of the projects that you could look at in terms of inward investment into the areas, uh, in terms of improving quality of life and all these kind of things. But the, there's masses of of that because it's sort of smart cities, IoT all comes together, and, and the big call out isn't it that we're sort of still seeing from sort of Gartner and Forbes. Yeah. They're all talking about IoT still, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really interesting because an IoT, I would say, from a year's perspective, yeah. sort of two years ago or not. Yeah, last year then mm-hmm. was IoT was still quite a big thing, and we talked yeah. about it a lot, and people would have come in, and we would yeah. talk about Internet of Everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this year it's sort of all gone quiet, and then now Rowan uh, Rowan Trollops back running running that part of the business, yeah. and that's all picking up again. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you sort of see more, and, and the industry is is starting to look that way as well. It's, it's sort of interesting that it's, that wave it's, it's of a maturing, thing. isn't it? I think it's that it's that classic, you know, it's the it's the Gartner hype cycle, isn't it? It's the I think IoT suffered from that massive hype of how it was going to change everybody's world and um and I think we've probably gone through a period of a bit more calm around it. Um hopefully now to a point where where it starts to return some real business, yeah. some real tangible business benefit. And it's still going to it's still going to be marred with some of the challenges around security, um, which will continue while people are continuing to develop poorly engineered product uh, in the IoT space. Uh, but hopefully... Because the interesting thing as well, though, just to, sorry to cut mm-hmm. over you, but it was, was is the security side of things. Because it is that, you mean, they're poorly, mani- maybe poorly coded and they and they don't get patched. And, well, yeah. and all those sort of things you talked about, how you save yourself and run somewhere. But you go, I can't do that because it's a thing. Because it's a thing. And, and we've seen... Plenty of distributed denial of service attacks. I mean, yeah. happening yeah. this where year, but they're taking over IoT. So yeah. you can see that an industry that needs that is going to pick up, but needs yeah. to have to think about or, or redress the way it's going to yeah. market. Yeah, and, and some of that's going to happen in uh, you know some regulation. You know, there's various different governments. I think looking at legislation or regulating around, especially where IoT meets. Um, Kind of things like medical devices. Yeah. Um, I think there's some work being done in terms of how do we how do we make sure that devices are medical manufacturers are medical IoT type devices think more about the security. Um, and oftentimes it's because you know they're they're almost being forced into a world of developing a thing because that's what the market expects you to do. But they don't necessarily have the pedigree of understanding how to do threat modeling or, or yeah. formally look at and test their product from a an attacker's point of view. Um, there's been loads of stuff in the press recently. There was there was you know some researchers from, I think Birmingham University and and, and some university in Belgium I think found vulnerabilities with um, implants, medical implants, which were um, cardiac defibrillators, and they found the, these things operate over over RF to be configured and I suppose manipulated and data to be taken from them, and they found a whole bunch of vulnerabilities in these Im- implantable wow. medical devices. Um, now, if you're making implantable medical devices, I can't imagine you've got much of a resource around 
building really hard and secure code and because yeah. it's just not in you know it's just not in the nature so that i think there's a market maturing going to happen it you know we're still going to be you know seeing a lot of stuff i think i think it's that, it's that thing of you've got to think about security at the same time you're thinking about everything else if you're going to be connecting it yeah then you've got to think about how do i secure it yeah yeah it's it's a new, it's a new as we call in the in you know in the in the information security world it's an attack vector it's a new yeah. it's a new way for a bad guy to get but it. it adds value and it is yes. that you mean that business uh, the business benefits. Yeah. I mean, are are we you know not do it because there are business benefits yeah. out there, but you just got to think about how do I how do I yeah. de-risk it? What, yeah, and think about it. it. Yeah. So smart cities was cool. Yeah, that was interesting. It was yeah. always nice to have Alison on the podcast. Always, always Dr. nice. Alison, please come back. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where we are. Yeah. Um, so the the other one uh, I would say is uh, well I know from mm. the facts of the downloads. Yeah. Okay. Our Don't rub it in. Podcast. All right. Was our SDM podcast, yeah. and I was with. Um, some of our experts on SDN within Cisco UK. Not you, because we didn't talk about security fronts. Um, yeah, so that was Justin, Justin Rowling, Steve Kirk, and James Harrop. And they joined us in, in the most noisiest of hotel <laughs> hotel um, meeting rooms that I could have found in the Midlands, because that was the easiest place to get everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it went down really well. It's, yeah. it's, it's really interesting that, that how many people are interested in SDN and trying to understand what software-defined networking, yeah. for, for, the, for picking myself up on my own acronym. On your own rule. Yeah, yeah. Um, but software-defined networking is how many people sort of find it interesting. And just having it explained to them what it is and, yeah. and what, what the values and the benefits are. And it's still, I'd say, of the things that are going to go on, carry on into, into 2017, it's, it's going to be that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think for similar reason. Similar reasons to IoT is again well IoT and IWAN I suppose in the sense that there's been a lot of hype about SDN a lot of promise a lot of it's going to change the change the world it's going to make networks cheaper it's going to it's going to do all of this stuff and of course the reality is it's it's not going to quite deliver on everything it was hyped up to be and I think the other side is it also becomes a generational thing it becomes that role at what point do I jump on board to SDN yeah. and start to adopt some of the, the, the yeah and, and it's interesting i mean we've got quite a few customers who who go away and, and download it because it is yep. our, our that apic controller mm-hmm. the uh, dash em enterprise yeah. module mm-hmm. so the application policy i keep saying it so just to make sure i can get it right <laughs> so you can application remember. policy infrastructure controller dash enterprise module is you mean it's free for people if the people mm-hmm. go to devnet.cisco.com um or google cisco devnet mm-hmm. you'll be able to go to the website and be able to download it yeah. and, and play around with it and yep. see what, there are apps that are already in there. So we've got the uh, plug-and-play app, so allowing uh, network devices to basically taken out the box, plugged into the yeah. network, powered up, and, and get their get configuration and their yeah. latest software. Um, you've got the pass trace to be able to actually work out in real time the, the, the flow mm-hmm. of data through mm-hmm. your network. Uh, really great for troubleshooting. And it's really interesting because we did it on the on the Tech Huddle one when I met um, Justin again with uh, Alan O'Reilly. And they and he's created his own bots. So little yeah. little um, bits of code that he writes that speaks to the controller and speaks more of a uh, simple and easy language yeah. than super, uh, super t- t- technical iOS. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that you raise that because the other thing about SDN is that it's a completely different paradigm. Yeah, most network, you know, most network engineers have been born and bred on IP and VLANs and spanning tree and 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 HSOP, you know, all the things that the engineers do from a networking engineering perspective. And all of a sudden, you'll have seen the push internally as well, which is network programmability. So all of a all of a sudden, we've got to shift that whole uh, trained estate of engineers who know about networks and know about how to configure networks to now be able to program in Python or Perl or or Java and understand about APIs and software yeah, development yeah. kits and and that is 
if you've never done coding, that's a big, quite big I mean, leap. It's, it, and just thinking back now, it's been a really quite disruptive year. In, in that respect. From a technology in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But it is that thing of, you mean, and we've talked about DevOps and things like mm. that. And, and what's, the, what's the other, bimodal IT? Bimodal IT. Crikey. <laughs> I think yeah. that, uh, are you going to explain that one? No, because no. it just sounds like, well, there's, 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 there's fast spurts of development and agile, agile development. Mm. And then you still have the stuff of keeping the lights on and monitoring mm. as well, which is your, the, 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 the you're boring, the mode. Yeah, you're the mode. Yeah, let's move on from that. Yeah, yeah, let's move yeah. on from that because yeah. obviously I don't know it well enough. Yeah. But it, 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 it was that thing of... of but the, And I've had this discussion with customers who, who said, yeah, but, well, you mean... And one of them said to me, so all that CCIE and all that investment in my training and learning networking yeah. is going to go out the window. It's not I at all. Because those guys are going to be there, are going to yeah. be the sort of the architectural yeah. systems guys looking at sure. what do we need to do. Yeah. It's just the doing stuff has just got easier. Yeah. But the, that, that config is still going to be sitting on a device. And if you still need to troubleshoot or you still want to yeah. look under the hood and yeah. really understand yeah. what's yeah. changed or yeah. what is your network programmed to do... Yeah. At a point of time, you still got to know it's it. You're going to need routing protocols, it's, and you're still going to need. It's all still there. You, you need all of those. We've just make, made it easier to push to out a config because yeah. actually that stuff's hard. And you know, configuring iOS, Cisco iOS, is not for the faint-hearted. It's not a simple interface. So, if did I can, you make it? Yeah. So, you mean you look at a car nowadays? You mean the car is a hugely more complicated thing, and, and it is. But, but the principles are still there, and you yeah. still got to know how an engine works. Yeah. yeah. So those. If you want to fix it? Yeah. 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 That's it. And or you want to make sure when you're programming the guys that when the when the when the software guys wanted to program the network, they still got to know what do I need to ask yeah. the network to do. Of course. But you got to understand it. You got yeah. to fundamentally understand yeah. it. So yeah. there's definitely. It's just a migration or a maybe slight change. It's yeah. just that, that hard bit of the yeah. sitting there with a CLI on the CLI with a console cable plugged yeah. into something are going to go or sat there on Telnet or SSH. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's an evolution. It's, yeah. And so I think it's a real positive thing. Punch cards to binary to assembler to high-level programming languages. It's that. You went straight to high-level programming. I was going well, to go yeah, through BC so, Basic or something. So, yeah, so, well, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite that old. All right, okay, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but seems, yeah, it's a really interesting yeah. thing. And, and, and Steve... Um, Steve was Kirk. Steve Kirk did a, an absolutely awesome podcast on IPv6. I know. And that's, an, that's on the flip side of it. And that was a really great podcast. And I learned so much about IPv6 on that. And the challenge about having that sort of dual dual mode yeah. of, you I mean, you've got to support four as well as six, but the benefits of six are huge. And But the, the industry's been built around four. Still and no it's just, tipping point. And, and, and yeah. it hasn't tipped over yet. People right. are still going, I'm going to nat until I, until I can I'm stop gonna natting. And then to I'm going to hold on to my four, four yeah. space. Yeah, and that's it. But it was, but it was a great podcast yeah. and, it, and it was well received and it's been really well, it's been huge amounts of download. Yeah. So we're going to have to get Steve back on. We actually. need to get Steve back and talking about IPv6. Steve, if you're listening, come back. Yeah, come back. Um, we definitely want to... Definitely See, it's not really about you and me, really, is it? It's about the interesting guests, is it, what you're It saying. is, really. Yeah. Apart from when we're not talking about security, it's the interesting guests that we yeah, get on. And yeah, we need yeah, to get yeah, some... Yeah. We, yeah, so we're definitely looking to have some more join yeah. us next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was interesting with Greg. You brought him talk about big data. That was a bit of a... That, that hurt my head a bit. That, that hurt my head, and it tends to hurt my head when I speak to Greg, because he's got the brain the size of a planet. Uh, and and the, the world that he inhabits is so alien to you and I in terms of some of the the kind of business automation and, and some of the things that he's working on with his customers at the moment is just so far out there compared to our world. I think I think we're just on a different planet, really. Yeah, because you notice how much we don't talk about big data that we were like, oh. Yeah, I, I just don't even know the questions to ask. Yeah, even but it was, it was interesting. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. micro-segmentation and actually work on applications that aren't, and having the ability to create an application in a sort of a cloud-based 
platform yeah. and all the containerization yeah. bits and pieces which yeah, is yeah and, and micro segmentation really, really and things yeah. like that and, and yeah. understanding that you don't you can actually work on an app yeah or or, or an app or piece of code mm. that's without actually disrupting the whole application yeah 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 so that yeah. was really interesting as yeah. well yeah. and you mean we had uh we had we Alice, Dr. Alison Vincent again, didn't we? Yeah, we've Doctor had, in the house. Yeah, the three she was, talk, she was talking about Alison. IoT stuff as well, wasn't she? She talked about that, and that, yeah, she because she talked about when she went on that walk around oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Cambridgeshire. Did you do one of those as well? I did one. I did. Uh, I went. I went to. I met him. Uh, I met him in uh, South Wales. Uh, uh, in Southwest Wales. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Oh my God! It's just, but it's weird because because Dan walks around with this um, sensor on his head, yeah. like a like a like a EEG. Yeah. On his on his head. And uh, he has to calm his brain down. Yeah, I know. And meditate. Then he, then meditate. Mm, meditate with your eyes open. And then you, then he, uh, then he carries on and walks, and, yeah. and he gathers his data. And it, I mean, he's got one phone for sort of tweeting and yeah. taking pictures and Instagramming, and another phone sort of gathering all the data. Sure. Um, but it was a really interesting walk. And how's you got it? And it was an absolutely stunning day. Yeah, absolutely stunning day. Um, and, and we we caught up at the end of it and had a chat and how he's really passionate about how technology can really help sort of yeah. um, how we live, looking at green spaces, mm-hmm. looking at smart green spaces, about how you can start to get like flowing water through cities that are hiding the water, have yeah, it open yeah, and let open. people see it because then it just makes you feel better. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and how you can start to use... Um, technology I mean, to, to just a measure amount of green that you have out there, mm. and it was it was really good. It was, yeah. and, and it was quite a, a very open minded day of walking around and talking about different ways that technology can help, and sort of be able to start to measure how how well utilised the paths are yeah, and things yeah. like. It was it was yeah. a really good day. Yeah, really good day. But that, yeah, there you go. So I took her up on a challenge there of actually going one of those walks. Yeah, so I yeah. Did. yeah. Um, and then we started coming sort of the end of the year, and 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 Cisco. We talked about DNA, which our digital network architecture, yep. which um, we sort of introduced when mm. when we met um, Justin Rowling again. When we did the SDM piece, we introduced uh, enterprise network functional functional virtualization. Okay. Which Simon, one of the SEs there, talked about, and we bumped into a customer who's, uh, and partners as well who gave mm. their point of view of, of what they were seeing as well. But mm. it's. Uh, it's it's I mean we're from a networks perspective. I mean the digitization of, of com- companies and how we um, how the net how the value of the network needs to be um, we needs to deliver things in a, a, that aligns to the business. Yeah. So we can't just talk about routing and switching anymore. No, no, no. Everyone no, just got to goes. Oh yeah, it's got this ports and that many ports and it does this much power and and, and customers are night. It's IT important, and, but it's not really. It, it's it, it's you know there are still people out there that that need to know and want to know that, but the conversation really for the most part, should be much more tied to the business. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's what digital network architecture, hopefully, is yeah. going to start to move towards with the you mean built-in security, keeping yeah. your business secure, keeping it um, compliant, mm-hmm. uh, looking how the analytics you can get for the network, both from the Wi-Fi and in the future with, with sort of tetration. Yeah. Uh, that's going to come into this as well. Uh, so watch out for that in, in 2017. Pod- podcast on tetration. We, we, oh, yeah, we'll have to do that one. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be brain hurt today, I think. That could well be, yeah. Yeah. But... Um, but that's that's really interesting, and that and how um, sort of that pulls into sort of SDN as well, because that yeah. has all the automation piece. How you can automate the network, take mm-hmm. all that complexity, make the yeah. network more agile. Uh, so that was really interesting. Bit noisy though, and into and we actually got my director, my boss's boss, wow. Sarah Racklson was on. Oh, was she? she okay. Yeah, yeah. She 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 jumped on the podcast. She made cool. me do a couple of retakes though. Did she, she really? Yeah. Did you swear? No, it's just that she said I, I think I could have done a better job, and we had to redo it. 
Wow. Uh, that took do, the most editing. That took me that took me about the most editing of we, all the podcasts. We don't do retakes. People wouldn't believe, I'm sure, but we, we do this, you know, once and one time only. Yeah, yeah. Like the amount of things we're gonna have to cut out of this podcast anyway. <laughs> we have already cut out that you haven't even heard. Yeah. Um so yeah, and so we did um we've done it we've had I tell you it's an interesting end of the year because we did digital justice with Richard. Digital justice. That was good. But that's another example of how digitization and how even into police enforcement. Yeah. But digital technology is huge. Yeah, it's touching everything. Because how many forces now have these smart devices? And every officer has one. And evidence capture. And and I think Richard was talking about just the the percentage of cases now that, that come onto the books that require digital forensics. Yeah. You know, so so not necessarily the digitization of the process, but the actual amount of The evidence, evidence is digital. So yeah. it's like, you mean, it's, it's smart, fo- smart it's, phones it's and computers. Smart phones and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, all those sort of things. Huge really, amounts, yeah. which, is, which is a phenomenal shift, I think, for them. Yeah, um, and that's in a, in a, in a sector that you think will be... You mean, quite traditional. Yeah. But we're traditional in, you know, it's lots of pe- very, very people resource. But you're seeing that just turn now with the, with with the other forces, and I'm spoke, I've, you know, I've spoken to a couple of, of of police forces, and they're all just a lot of them are going through this transition yeah. now, and they're looking it to the market of how they can actually uh, utilize the technology and enable mm. this technology that benefits the the frontline police yeah, officer. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So it's and, been an interesting year. It has been. It really has. And, and you mean, and we've also did one on. We introduced Cisco one, and and and, um, and which was uh, another good podcast by Pete. Thank you very much, Peter. Um, of how a different way of buying it, of bundling in. Uh, to say the, I mean, the worst analogy ever, but like a like a a a fast 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 food chain beginning with M. Uh, uh, you mean you can go for the for, you can either buy your chips, your fries, your fries and um, your drink and your yeah. burger separately, but yeah. actually you buy them together and it's cheaper. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. the thing of the amount of thing of software and services that customer are buying from a Cisco. When they buy Cisco, for example, wireless, you buy a wireless controller, but you buy the AP license, you buy the the license to manage the AP, you buy the license to run the security, mm-hmm. and you buy them all at the same time. With yeah. Cisco One, very simply, you can buy all that buy the bundle. In, as, as in one and get the benefits from mm-hmm. it. And then we had Dobbo. Oh, we, I think we call it a fancy name. What's we call it a fancy name, but you keep calling it Ask Dobbo. I, Ask think Dobbo. It was, I think it was lifting that I came up with this title. That was, In fact, you called me and said, I can't think of a title. And I said, lifting the lid on business architecture. Yeah, and, and that went down. Yeah, and that's, that, I mean, that was only, that wasn't not so long ago. Yeah, was a couple but that weeks. was really good. That was really mm. interesting for, mm. for, for someone who's, uh, come, come, who came to this from a, a, a defense and, mm. and sort of a, a security service background. Hugely had a really impactful about how the technology and business mm. need to align, need and, to align and you could apply yeah. what what he talked about. You could apply it anywhere. Of course, yeah. A generic business architecture is is a really important part of our conversation these days. Because we need to get more architects on this. We need to get more architects. Uh, we have we have quite a quite a quorum of, of architects in the UK yeah, now. We, so we should get yeah yeah architect weekly, architects corner, architects architect, corner. Ar- architecture alcove maybe. Ooh, what do you what what's the collective noun for architects? Do you think? Uh, annoying <laughs> an annoyance of architects annoyance of architects a disagreement of architects oh god yeah yeah and they're all got opinions yeah. an opinion the, <laughs> an opinion all, of architects and they've all got high opinions of themselves yeah. an ego of architects oh um, that's the one yeah. so we've talked about we spent quite a while now we just, have just reviewing what we talked that about that was only supposed to be 10 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you and me everything yeah triple it yeah. whatever you think you're going to say a good, triple it's a good it, plan. Yeah. but then so the next year what are the sort of things? I mean, we've talked about it already, but you mean security is going to—it's always going to be there. It, it's always going to be there. Is it going to get worse before it gets better? I—I I don't know. Um, 
It, it's difficult because I'd say it, most it, probably. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always going to be a it's always going to be an arms race with security, and and I think until we, I think what we have have seen over the last 12, 18 months is is a bit of a perfect storm of of probably the apathy of lack of investment in security. Oh, we talked about this, didn't we? We did talk about this. It's almost as if we prepared. Yeah. Um, we, you know, apathy of lack of investment in security. Um, I think the evolution of the way in which attacks are happening, so I think they've become more sophisticated, they've become more, um, there's more of them. Uh, you know, there's more variants. You know, we're trying to defend... But they're the same bunch, and there's 75,000 vulnerabilities. vulnerabilities. Yeah, but, but there's millions, millions of attacks every day. Millions. So they're just millions. reusing the same things in different conversations. Yeah, it's com- just a different piece of malware. So, so you know, I mean, it, Talos, I mentioned them earlier, you know, our, our uh, threat research. and We and might do a podcast with them one day. I think we should. Um, yeah, the Talos guys who, who do all of our threat research in, internally within Cisco, um, they do about 1.5 million unique malware samples every day. That's what they see. Yeah. That's what the system sees. So... If you're trying to defend yourself with traditional, I say traditional antivirus, signature-based, you know, kind of tech, which is what a lot of our, most of our customers, almost, you know, firewalls and AV is pretty much the sum total of most of our customers' security yeah. solutions. And so it's basically, I'll protect the perimeter and I'll protect the endpoint. And if yeah. there's anything between, you're knackered. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like trying to defend, you know, trying to defend your base with a sword and a shield when you're up against, a, you know, a, an F-35. You know, it, it's just... <laughs> It's just not going to happen. So, so we've got to get better at thinking differently about the protection. You don't start trying to get turning this into the security podcast. Sorry, I, I'm getting carried away, but you I are. usually do. But no, so so that's bad. I think the IoT problem is also there, and and we've seen even within the last couple of months, you know, there's been various attacks where IoT devices have been involved in massive denial yeah. service. They knocked off some of the major major websites through an attack on the DNS infrastructure. Um, a famous security blogger, uh, Brian Krebs, his website was knocked offline yeah. through a DOS based on IoT devices. And we've seen one recently in the press about, I think TalkTalk Talk have been mentioned and Deutsche Telekom have been mentioned yeah. about their home routers yeah. um, that and have all been attacked as well. Not necessarily been attacked by IoT devices, but they themselves have. As, as things been attacked, yeah. Yeah, so there's been a lot of stuff like that. And yeah. I don't think we're going to see more. So... What else? What else? Yes, I mean, so we had a, we had a bit of a mooch around the internet. Yeah, that's like what you we do. did. You mean we just had a production meeting of let's just look uh, basically at you. googling. Yeah, you're just googling stuff. Yeah, and it was interesting. We looked at, and 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 there are other technology uh, search engine technologies available. Well, well no, I was going to oh, say okay. there's other, other other sort of companies you go or websites you go to. We ended up sort of going to sort of Forbes and Gartner. Yeah, and we spotted a couple of things in there which we thought were a bit interesting. Um, the bit I liked, and I think it's like drones, drones deliveries, drone deliveries, drone deliveries, yeah. and I thought, and I said, they all do that in prisons, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get all sorts <laughs> of things. That's been in the news. That's been in the news. <laughs> it's but, not new. That's right. Yeah, but it's but it's taken that then. And obviously, there uh, was that. There are big um, uh, online retailers. There are beginning with A, uh, yeah. who are sort of looking at that already, aren't they? Well, they're already. Yeah, interesting, I mean, though, isn't it? You mean imagine it going? Just can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, next thing you know, yeah. oh, that'll be my A parcel. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be my A parcel. <laughs> well, we can't mention the brand clearly, we can, but they're just are uh, the online retailers. They're an online, major online retailer. Yeah, but but I, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic. I think. Um, what I'd do you do it. when you're not in? Sorry, what do you do when you're not in? I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the drone just covers. Just it. hovers there until you come home. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think Weird. I think it's. They, they, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a traditionalist. I mean, as much as I might hate the the, the fact that my parcel gets left in my in my porch, um, I still can't see a world where we've got drones zipping about lifting parcels. 
and, and dropping them at your front door. It, yeah, it just, it just sounds like carnage. Maybe we're just old. I, it could well be. Maybe we it need is an to get like a, we need like a fifteen-year-old in here. Go, would, would you, you like that? Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, but I, I, I'd love a drone. I'd love to buy a drone. I'd love to convince my wife that my five-year-old needs a drone for Christmas. Mate, but I know I'd probably use it for it. about three days. Yeah, and then you get bored. And they'd be like, right, what am I going to do with it now? Because I'm not, a, you know, a, I'm not an extreme sports fanatic. It will probably not surprise you that I'm not an extreme <laughs> sports fanatic. Um, so, you know, beyond just a bit of playing around yeah. and taking a few pictures of your house, I, I do wonder. Yeah, I, I don't know. But there we go. You know, but drones yeah, we, are pretty cool. I, you know, that's the predictions that the experts are making. So, yeah. uh, you know, well, yeah. But I think I think drones and and the other one is autonomous vehicles. Now that has, that just means I can kip in a car because I do spend so much time in a car. <laughs> Yes, I would I, not I, like to do the maths on how much time I spend in my car. Well, I think I think everybody would probably find that you know the amount of productivity lost through having to travel in yeah. cars um, is, is traveling to podcasts. We'd have to work out you can do this. We can do this. Oh, from that's home. a good point. Actually, if people stop using cars. Will people stop listening to our podcast? You don't have to listen to the car. You can listen on the train. That's true. Other you can listen at home. People yeah. do. You mean you can listen while you're listen doing your washing up? Yeah, you can listen yeah. in the bath. Yeah, yeah. People contact us. Where do you listen to our podcast? Yeah. Somebody must listen to our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Outside of the UK as well. That would be the best. Oh. Then we can, you know, really stroke our egos that we're, we're going global. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we've had a couple of people listening in America. Yeah, we have, yeah. It's impressive. I think so. Uh-huh. I don't know how we tracked yeah. it, but there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. in auspices of time, I yeah. consider this only supposed to be a short <laughs> podcast, and this is turning out to be as long as all the rest of us. Oh, are we, are we, are we, are we, uh, are we saying no more? No, no, no. I think okay. we can crack on. I crack on, but just let's let's try and abbreviate, which is hard. The industry I thought saw was like mobile app decline in mobile apps. That's yeah. been predicted. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting one for me because I, I'd have thought if anything it might explode. But what what do you think the background is to that? I, I think it's just because web development has got better, and you can develop web front ends for mobile to be viewed on mm. mobile devices. Yeah. I think the other thing that it mentioned in the article was about cost. Yeah, kind of can't be cost, cheap. You can't, you, the cost to create an app and then maintain it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. bug fixes, yeah, you mean things. updates, things like that. Yeah. And basically, if I'm gonna, if I buy an app from somebody, yeah, you basically you're in a long term relationship. Yeah, with, you're on the hook for it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So being able to go, do you know, what, if I can develop it from a from a web front end, mm. then why don't I crack on with it? You I mean yeah. we dabbled with it a bit in Cisco, haven't we? Where we yeah. we had uh, we could basically show mobile apps as yeah. as that as part of being able to pull as a front end to pulling data from the network. But yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I sort of got it. Mm. Why? Because you just go, I'm downloading apps all the time. How yeah. many apps am I running How on my, do I, need? do I need? And actually going, can't it just be a web browser? And yeah. I just go have a URL. Yeah, but yeah. it's that sort of flip thing of now I've got, I wouldn't even like to say how many hundreds of URLs yeah, yeah. or bookmarks I have on my on my desktop. Yeah. And, and I guess the reality is it'll probably be a bit of a balancing act. There'll be yeah. some, there'll be some some use cases which lend themselves having a full fat app on your mm. on your on your device versus those that probably could just be a web front because let's face it a lot of apps are glossy web front ends you yeah. know they're still interacting with probably a web back end to yeah. do the stuff they're doing so that's true so, so i think so, you know so moving on from from that mm. i mean you talked about blockchain did i oh i did talk about blockchain yeah blockchain's been an interesting one and it's sort of gone up and down in in this year i mean i've not been tracking what is it. blockchain can you, well, can you summarize uh, it really blockchain quickly is a the way it's normally described is a distributed ledger um so it's a way for you to effectively have a shared a shared data set really that that has all of the things that you'd want for it so there's the sort of cryptography so it's it's integrity protected um i know who's making changes to that ledger at any any given time so i've got that you know authenticity mm-hmm. 
but any changes that are made to it are, are trackable so i can't make illegal changes to it you know i can't make surreptitious changes to it they're always yeah. always tracked so so blockchain uh, where most people will have seen it is in bitcoin uh in in cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. and bitcoin being probably the most prominent one where you've got this concept of sort of peer-to-peer financial transactions you know there's no middleman um in those financial transactions so of course there's a lot of financial services industry players looking at this and the impact it might have on how do i build new relationships with consumers and and do financial transactions and right. things like this and it it's it still i still think it's reasonably early days yet because uh, there's an awful lot of regulation that's no doubt going to have yeah, to anything to do with messing around with money isn't it yeah um uh, but there's also a the lot of stuff around smart contracts and things like this but yeah I, yeah maybe maybe we need to get you know dr allison vincent in to talk about blockchain because she's yeah. tracking she's tracking this quite closely I yeah think. so uh, dr allison so blockchain's coming in one to watch um uh what else is on our list i think the other one that that, that got me and i guess which i I don't know. I've, I sort of use every now and again is this sort of personal assistant, you know. Uh, the, yeah, but that's Siri though, isn't it? Well, it's it's Siri, it's Cortana, it's Alexa, it's um, I don't know what the Google one's called. You know what but the, yeah, but I've got one in my car, and and every time what's I try, she called? And, I, um, I don't know. You really got me on the on the spot there. I was going to say Dave. <laughs> Dave is my default name for everything. Dave. That'd be a great name for, yeah. a, for a personal assistant. So uh, yeah, and I press mine in the car, and it's and, and it's always when my daughter's in there, she just won't be quiet enough for me to actually. Yeah. To, to, to get yeah. the directions I need. Yeah, but I think I think I, I I think you're right. I think you know there are at the moment probably some limitations. But I know I mean I use I use my on my Apple device my Siri. I don't use it all the time, but I use it a reasonable amount when I'm in the car. Um, it's yeah, great. I tend to use music. it to email myself. Okay. I yeah. go I go email yeah, me and to remind me all the things I've I got to, rem- to yeah. remember to do yeah. while I'm in yeah. the car and I remember them and I go all right quickly I'll email yeah. myself yeah. so I just get Siri to do it for me yeah so I think there's I think there's some interesting things I, I saw a review on the on the Amazon Echo which looked kind of interesting because again I was a bit skeptical about that I don't know if you've seen it it's that sort of tubular yeah, Pringles, yeah I've seen the Pringles Pringles tell, yeah. thing and, yeah. and and actually it sounds kind of interesting um, some of the things that you know because it's tying with home automation as well so if you've got kind of Philips Hue light bulbs or you've got smart heating and I got smart heating now yeah so if you've got all of those things you can until I couldn't till, till it stopped working because it didn't update it did an update <laughs> and then could sat there in a, in a reboot I'm cycle fr- I'm freezing cold because I didn't well match. no the heating just carried on working it yeah. just wasn't connected to the internet anymore and, right. and that was that was interesting yeah well that's an interesting angle isn't it but no the the, the, the Alexa the, the the Echo stuff is just looks quite interesting and I think if you roll that forward well actually why you know, Siri's now on your MacBook, so I can, on the latest version of, of Mac OS, you've got Siri on there, so... Right? Yeah. Oh, that's why I haven't turned it on. Yeah, it'll so... It'll be annoying. It'll just start learning uh, all my swear But again, words. I, I don't... I, is this an age thing? Is this a... Is this I a, think we have to have a big big pinch of, are yeah. we just too old? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, I know, could be. My, you know, think how, how, you know, your kids are growing up with technology. Do they use it? Is my five-year-old... My five-year-old loves Siri. No, my... my I would say... Voice stuff is is not. It's they'd not rather that. not talk. They just rather type it in. That's interesting. Or, or take a picture of it. <laughs> and then Instagram it. In, Instagram it. Yeah, yeah. You mean that's why I'm not on Instagram because of those sort of things. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's yeah. But the other one was um, just sort of finishing up. You mean there's lots of things we talk about: virtual augmented reality, yeah, yeah, digital yeah. twins. Just sounded weird. Digital. Um, <laughs> adaptive security, but I think you can talk about that. That you mean advanced machine learning? It just basically sounds yeah. like the rise of uh, yeah, the rise of the robots, rise of the machines. So, and there's a but film I, about I, that. But I think there, in get, fact, there's a lot of films about. There's that. a lot of film, but but I think we are. Anybody gets a film reference tweet? We are getting there with a lot of this stuff. You know, in the machine learning, and again, it, 
everybody, you know, every vendor out there is talking about artificial intelligence, machine learning. But I think that goes hand in hand with a lot of the IoT things. Yeah, is where you've got to start doing but, stuff with that data. Yeah, and that's where or, your or find comes the thing out. that's actually going to real make a real yeah. business benefit or make my life at home a lot yeah. easier. You mean, yeah. you mean, I, you mean, like I said, now you mean I've got Internet of Things in my house, so yeah. I've actually now got my heating system is now connected to the internet. Yeah, so so which is which is which is wonderful. You yeah. mean, and, and I actually did turn the heating down on my house the other day yeah. while I was in the car because yeah. my daughter had it on really hot. Yeah, you know um, where I turn mine out? I, I sit on my sofa and it's too hot in the house. Yeah. It's three feet away to get to the thermostat. And I just don't get off. I'm sitting on my sofa and I'm going to Yeah, do. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or we lie in bed now. We check the, we check the temperature and we go, we'll, on a weekend, we go, we'll wait till it gets to 20 <laughs> and then we'll get up. <laughs> so see, it's it's impacting your life. In, it's making me lazy. In measurable ways. It's making me a lazy, lazy man. Yeah, there's another film reference in there as well. We'll all be floating around on oh. kind of hover beds. Hover beds or hoverboards? Oh, hover beds. No, that's a different film. All oh, right, okay. There's a subtle film reference. One of my favorite Disney films. Very oh, bed knobs and broom sex. <laughs> no, that was that was a swimming bed, wasn't it? Well, no, Wally. Oh, Wally. Yeah, oh, where everybody's you God. know in the spaceship because they've trashed the oh, Earth. Right, we're turning into a film review podcast. And it is. Isn't and it? There, yeah. there, there's only one. There's only one film review podcast out right, there for okay. me. Which one's that? I, I can, can we plug it? Or? I don't know. They, they, but they're not going to plug us. So well, no, they probably won't. They they won't. won't. No. Oh, well. So on the on the on the last thing. Um, was just how you talk about wearables, yeah. healthcare costs, and that's an interesting thing because that's all about like people who have these smart watches now mm-hmm. and gathering your your health data, health data and being able to share that, mm-hmm. and that will go. Do you know what? Justin's exercising a lot, so yep. he's obviously looking after himself. Yep. He's watching his weight. He's watching what he's eating. Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. I can see he's exercising. Yep. So I can reduce. He's a less of a health risk yeah. to me. So you're, and I think that's more maybe in the American market it, with yeah, private health care, health insurance, and health like insurance. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah. where that's coming from. But it's yeah. true though. You mean yeah. I, I got when? Funny enough, we were talking about that when I was on that walk with with Dan, yeah, yeah. and um, he's saying yeah, and he explained to me that your smartwatch. Yeah, has your 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 health provider has a smart app on the watch, mm. and you can, it will track it, and it'll yeah. help to reduce you, and it give you get loads of benefits. You get free cinema tickets, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, can you? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but I think there's some really cool things in there. I mean, it, it, even if it's just reducing diagnostics times and yeah. you know actually saying, well. I so for me, yeah. that'd be wearables being seen. Something yeah. I can put on me that will just monitor me. And if something, yeah, if it can start monitor. to spot a trend, somebody yeah. can then come in and, in, and intervene and go, actually, Justin, yeah. I can see that your, this, your this blood pressure is... This could be the trigger yeah. or this yeah. could be the, the reason why you've... And I think that's that whole thing about healthcare, though, isn't it? About being able to move it from a treatment-based organization to a preventative preventative uh, based organization. We could talk about to, whole, yeah. whole, that could be a whole yeah, plethora whole of stuff we could talk about. management and chronic case management. And this is where we might bat him again to talk about things. So, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to stop rambling on now. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to all our listeners. And thank you very much to all our listeners who've been um, listening throughout the year. Yeah. Hope you have a wonderful uh, 2017. Prosperous 2017. Yeah. And uh, hope you've had a. You've got everything that you want at Christmas. Absolutely. And uh, I know my wife. Hopefully, won't get what you wanted because it was really expensive. <laughs> I didn't want to pay for it. Um, but anyway, thanks very much for listening. Thank Please you. contact the podcast. Please contact the podcast. Uh, even if it's just about if you can spot the film references we talked about today. Or just to say hi. Oh yeah, yeah. And just tell us where you're listening from. Yeah. Oh, that would make me so happy. It would, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. be awesome. That would get one of your MBOs ticked off as well. What's an MBO? <laughs> Management by objective. I don't get one of them. Uh, okay. I just do this for the love of it. You're just doing do it for this. The you're doing it. this because you're paid you've been told to do it. <laughs> anyway, have a great Christmas. See you all in 2017. Bye for now. <laughs>